What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss what it's like to live with bipolar disorder and other mental conditions. My goal with this podcast is to help people understand the struggle of mental illness and to give practical tips for coping. Welcome to the show. So welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to this episode, episode 30. We are 10 episodes away, uh, 11 episodes away from season three. Can you believe it? I just want to say before we begin, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have supported the show, who have been listening, and to all my new listeners, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much. Your support means a lot. Today, I'm discussing something a little different. I always say that. I say that literally every time, and I apologize. It's not that different. I just wanted to speak about a really intense feeling that I've been having lately, and that is rage. But before we get into it, I just wanted to give a quick little life update uh, for you. So this episode, I was debating on whether or not to speak about rage or panic. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to do this week because I've been dealing with both. And if you know, last week I spoke about how I was kind of getting over my depression and my depression is definitely done. If you don't know anything about bipolar disorder, I I do have bipolar disorder. I have ADHD. I have anxiety. I have depression. And so with bipolar, you kind of go through cycles of moods over time. You know, you go through mania and depression. I have bipolar one, so that means I do deal with true pure mania and true pure depression. People who have bipolar two, they tend to deal with depression and hypomania. So I have bipolar one. In case you're a new listener and you're not sure, I do have several episodes on what it's like to feel manic. And so you can check those out. And I also wanted to mention that I have spoken about irritability on this podcast before. In episode 10, I spoke about what it's like to feel irritable and what to do if you're feeling that way. And so this episode, it might be good if you listen to episode 10 before you listen to this, just to kind of get a background of what it's like to deal with the irritability that comes with bipolar disorder. But today I wanted to talk about rage because as I'm saying, as I was saying, I am getting over my depression, which I was depressed for a few weeks, kind of low. I was using a lot of marijuana and it was kind of making my mood just really low and sad. So I've let go of the weed after having a major panic attack last week. I was having a lot of anxiety. I had a really stressful day and then I smoked a little too much weed and I got really anxious and I had one of the worst panic attacks of my life. So when I was thinking about what do I want to talk about this week, I definitely thought about panic and I definitely thought about rage because I've been having more of my hypomania come back and all that energy has returned and the intense moods have returned. And so I've been dealing with both panic and rage. So if you're waiting for a panic attack episode, I promise you that will be coming. It'll probably be next week. But this week I wanted to discuss rage. And so when I talk about rage, the definition of rage is to feel or express violent, uncontrollable anger. Now, I don't really want to get into violence too much in this episode, just because I feel like if you have bipolar disorder and you are getting treated and you're taking your meds and you're seeing a therapist and you're working on yourself, you probably are not going to become violent with your rage. And maybe I will speak about that in a future episode, but I didn't really want to touch on the violence too much because that hasn't been my experience most of the time, especially when I'm taking my meds and when I'm on a good schedule of therapy and everything. So today I really want to discuss the emotion of rage and how that feels. 
bipolar disorder and other mood disorders, if you, I know if you have, I mean, I don't know what it's like to have schizophrenia, but I know if you have different things that are related to bipolar or things that affect your mood, um, even for women, you know, PMSing, it can be a really intense feeling where you're just suddenly hit with this wave of emotion and it is so intense and it kind of overtakes your whole being. Now, when I feel rage, I am just instantly overwhelmed with an inexplicable anger. I just, for no reason, I just feel so angry to the point that like I'm clenching my jaw, my muscles are tightened. I'm just at this place where if anybody tries to speak to me, I just get really upset. And so I know it's different for everyone, but I did a poll on my personal Instagram to ask my followers, like, what would you like to hear about more? And rage got more votes. So that's another reason we're talking about it today, because a majority of the people who voted on this, to my knowledge, they don't have bipolar disorder. So I think rage is something that a lot of people experience, even if you don't have a mood disorder. There are a lot of things that can happen in your life that can cause you to have sort of a repressed anger or an anger problem. I know for me, I just, I think it's, for me, I think it's my bipolar. I think that because of my mood disorder, I experience really intense feelings and these feelings can hit me at any time, thus giving you like a rage attack or a panic attack or a hypomanic attack, if you will. So I think there's a lot of different causes for rage. And I've met a lot of people who have rage and they they don't have a mood disorder. They haven't been diagnosed with a mood disorder. So this is a very common emotion for people. If you do experience rage, I want you to know that you're not alone. A lot of people go through this, especially at this time in history. We're at such a crazy place. You know, there's this viral pandemic that is going around the whole world. It's affecting everyone who's alive right now. And so it, it's got, just got a really harsh energy. If you're into astrology, it's Mercury retrograde right now. It's just really intense energy on the planet. And so it's totally normal to be angry. I mean, there's a lot of things to be angry about. If you just watch the news, you know, um, if you just think like, wow, this is our second year into the pandemic. And, you know, there are still people who don't want to wear masks, who don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, I'm just speaking from a uh, United States perspective. This is what we're dealing with in the U.S. And I'm sure everyone else is feeling these effects, this repression, this stress, and it can be really hard to cope with. And so whenever I'm dealing with rage, often it will just kind of hit me at a random time. There was a period of time in my life, I mean, recently, like, a, you know, last year and this year, where I try to kind of document my rage and kind of understand when I can expect it. You know, one of the tools I've used to track my moods is just kind of becoming aware of when you are hit with a certain mood, what time of day it is, what your environment is like, what's going on around you, and where you are physically like it's really important to be aware of your surroundings and what's going on so maybe you can understand your triggers that is something that is really key to dealing with rage is understanding what can trigger you and the unfortunate thing about bipolar disorder or even if you pms to all my ladies out there you know how it is when you pms and you just feel this crazy emotion for no reason. I mean, you're PMSing, but it doesn't make any sense logically in the moment for you to be feeling this intense mood. That's the closest thing I can think of when I'm trying to relate what it's like to have bipolar disorder to, you know, women specifically, because we deal with this. But 
I I just want to uh, I want people to understand that sometimes moods can just hit you out of nowhere like a semi truck and for seemingly for no reason. And so for me, I'm just going to get into my experience. So just to give you a little background of what my life is like currently, I work a nine to five job at a coffee shop. I work in the kitchen during the week and I make food and I serve the food and it's kind of an intense environment. If you <laughs> if you work in food service, you know how intense that job can be. And then on the weekends, I am a barista. And I would not wish the job of a barista on anyone, okay? It's a horrible job. People are really rude. People are yelling at you. People are complaining. You're having to work really quickly and there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of tickets coming in the window and it's like, oh my God. Um, So if you've worked in food service or any kind of high pressure job, you kind of understand that feeling when you're at work and the stress is really high. And if you're someone like me, I absorb energy really easily. I I don't like to say this a lot because I feel like the term is overused, but I am an empath. And so I can kind of feel all the emotions of everyone in the room. I can feel the energy of the room. It's just like a lot of energy and emotion that I deal with that is not even my own all the time. And I want to get into that in a little bit, but first I want to talk about my experience. So oftentimes when I'm at work, I will be in this high stress environment for a few hours, just like working, working, working nonstop. And you just have to focus on your job. You can't really think about your feelings or your thoughts at all. You're just focusing like me. I'm just focusing on making sandwiches, making sandwiches, (laughs) just making freaking sandwiches. And so, you know, after the rush goes away and after I am able to just kind of chill, you know, oftentimes that is when I'm hit with this rage. I think it's because I, I go under this high stress and I'm in this high stress mode And I just have to shut my emotions down and shut my feelings and my thoughts down. So then after it's over, when I'm suddenly given this chance to kind of regroup, that's often when I am hit with the rage. So I encourage you, if you do have this rage inside, I encourage you to kind of take notice of when you're affected by it and when it's hitting you. And what's going on in your environment at that time? And just try to find any kind of reason for it to be happening. And I know people will say, well, you know, it's inexplicable. Your triggers, you can't really know your triggers. I think you kind of can. And I think if you're aware of your triggers, you can be aware of what you need to do to prevent these kind of intense feelings in the future. So one of the biggest tips I want to give you is just kind of be aware, start that self-awareness and start becoming aware of what is going on around you when these things happen, what you're feeling inside, what people are saying to you. Try to figure out what is triggering this so that whenever you go through it again, you can be more aware and you can kind of understand. Another tip I have, and this is what I do, so I just want to give you an example. So When I'm working, say I'm working and I get hit with this rage for no reason and suddenly I'm angry at everyone around me. I'm angry at everyone. And oftentimes in my mind, I'm angry at one specific person and it's not their fault. They've done nothing. I mean, really, they've done nothing, nothing. But for some for some reason, they just annoy me. And so I'm suddenly like fueled with this directed rage towards them. And I never allow myself to be mean to them. I never choose to express that anger. I just realize, you know what? 
this is my bipolar disorder. This is my mood disorder. And that's why I'm feeling this intense anger right now. It's not anybody else's fault. It's not my fault. This is just what it's like to live with a mood disorder. And that's why I'm feeling so angry right now. And so the important thing when you're in that moment is to kind of separate yourself from your illness. This is a key, especially, you know, regardless of what you have. And I was actually reading an article, and I'll mention this article in a future episode when I speak about panic, but I was reading an article about panic attacks, and they said, it was in Psychology Today, it was like, what to do when you have a panic attack. And one of the things they said was, you have to separate yourself from what's going on. Like you you don't have to go down that spiral and say, oh, I'm angry or I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking because that just causes more anxiety. What you have to do is say, oh, this is just my anxiety and you continue as normal. You continue to do what you were planning on doing regardless of what it is, regardless of how you feel. You just say, hey, this is my anxiety. I'm gonna keep going and eventually this is going to pass. And I've I've kind of been applying that technique to rage as well because I, you know, when I'm hit with it during the day and I'm suddenly angry at somebody in my workspace for not really any reason or for a reason that I can't control, usually a reason that I can't control, I, I have to make that conscious, conscious choice to say, this is my bipolar disorder right now and I'm going to separate myself from this rage. This is just rage. This doesn't mean I have to act in this way. This doesn't even mean I have to think in this way. This is just a feeling that is going to hit me for, you know, say an hour, 20 minutes, and then it's going to go away. And I encourage you, pay attention to how long you feel these feelings. Like, I think tracking your moods, it can be really interesting and you can really learn a lot. For me, it's usually two hours. It goes up to two hours. Like it can be anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours that I feel an intense feeling. And I just have to kind of work with it. A lot of times when I'm at work, I will channel it into my work. Like, for example, whenever I'm really angry at work, if I'm feeling angry towards one person and I feel like, oh, they're making my job so much harder da, 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 and I'm going down that spiral, I'm like, wait, it's not their fault that I'm filled with rage right now. It's not my fault that I'm filled with rage right now. I'm just going to do a really good job and channel my rage into my work. And this is something I wanted to speak about today because a lot of times when you have mood issues, when you have intense emotions, and I'm speaking to people you people out there who are not diagnosed, who just have intense feelings. There's some people who just have intense feelings. My darling empaths, my highly sensitives. Sometimes you just get hit with a crazy emotion. And instead of acting on it, instead of making other people's lives just as miserable as yours, and trust me, I know that desire. I understand. I've been there. What's really important to do in those moments is to find a way to channel that energy. For a lot of people, this can be doing something creative. I know there's a lot of creative people in my audience. You guys like to draw. You like to sing. You like to dance even. There are so many great ways to channel your intense feelings into a creative activity so that you can get it out onto the paper, write that out, sing that out, and allow those feelings to pass through you and be released. Another great way to channel your rage is exercise. 
I wanted to say that I have started a TikTok where I talk about stuff that's on that I'm speaking about on the podcast. So if you're interested, follow me on TikTok. It's Sky Menhart, all one word, lowercase. And I've been speaking about just what I'm what my current topics on the podcast. I give random tips and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, please follow me on TikTok. But one of the things I was saying is exercise, exercise, exercise. It's so important. It is so important. It can be extremely healing, especially with anger. For me, when I when I'm angry, I do feel powerful. I am someone I am someone who enjoys the feeling of anger. I don't know why this is. There could be a lot of explanations to this, but for me because especially justified anger, Whenever I'm hit with like a rage attack, it's not necessarily a powerful feeling, but if I can channel it into exercise, then I do feel powerful because I'm using that angry energy to do something that is healthy and good for me. And so that is what I want to encourage you to do when you're feeling these intense emotions. If you can find a way to channel them, to release them into something positive, to make something positive out of them so that you can not only heal heal yourself, but you can release that tension. That is something that is so important. I know there are a lot of activities you can do to make that happen. And I am encouraging you to do healthy activities, not drinking or drugs. I know that's fun. I get it. I get it. But it's better to do something that is going to help you in the long run. One of the things I ask myself often, whenever I'm, if I can't decide, okay, what do I need to do? If I'm having a moment where I'm like, do I need to do this or that? If I'm deciding to do uh, what to do, I always say, what can I do to help my future self? How can I help my future self in this moment? And what is my future self going to thank me for? And when I started doing that, my life really began to change for the better. I started exercising more. I started creating real memories instead of just being on my phone all day. And I started to feel a lot more in control of my life and my emotions. And I felt at peace. So I think rage, at the end of the day, I think rage can be a really good thing. I think it can be a really healthy thing, especially if you can find a good way to channel it. But I want people to understand that just because you have bipolar disorder doesn't mean you're this rage monster. This doesn't mean you're a manipulative, mean, narcissistic person. I think it's easy to confuse, you know, things, especially because the media has portrayed people with mood disorders in a really negative way. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of great examples of people who have mood disorders, but we also do. When you think about it, I mean, we do. Look at Demi Lovato. She's got bipolar. Look at Halsey. She's got bipolar. And look at how they have channeled that into their creativity, into their art, how powerful that is. People say even Frank Sinatra might have had bipolar disorder. Russell Brand. Like there are so many people who have mood issues, who have depression, who have anxiety, who are making the most out of their life and who are making creative and beautiful decisions based out of, you know, this place of darkness where they come from, you know? So even if you don't have bipolar, if you have 
another kind of disease, another mental illness, I encourage you to Google famous people who have the same thing as you because it can be really encouraging to see like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who goes through this intensity of emotions. I'm not the only one. And, you know, unfortunately, the media doesn't always portray mood disorders in an accurate way or um, other mental illnesses, schizophrenia, other things, depression, anxiety. The, the, I think the media, the, yeah, the media tends to fantasize these things. I mean, a great example of the fantasization, I don't know how to say that word, of depression was 13 Reasons Why. Oh my God, that romanticized and glamorized depression to the point where it's like really bad. I just did not approve of that show as somebody who has dealt with suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation. That show to me really... It just, it just seemed like, okay, here's a great way how to kill yourself. Like, here's all the steps. This is such a cool way. Killing yourself is cool and fun and you can be funky and it's like quirky to be suicidal. That's so disrespectful to the people who are actually dealing with mental illness, who actually, you know, go through this stuff every day and who are actively choosing not to kill themselves. It was just so disrespectful to me. I know many people have different feelings about it, but I just wanted to say like, the media doesn't always portray mental illness in an accurate way. So I want to encourage you to find healthy coping mechanisms and find what works for you. Everybody is different. I know for me, one of the ways I express my rage is by exercising, by going on a walk. I call them rage walks. (laughs) A lot of times I will put on my M&M and I will walk a mile and just listen to that anger, that scary, not scary in a bad way, but just that intensity of Eminem's music. And I just feel like, yes, I'm right there with you. And it makes me feel like I'm less alone. It makes me feel like I'm releasing my anger. Another thing that I do is writing. I write out my feelings. I write in my journal every night. I try to express myself in a lot of ways, in a lot of different ways, so that I can release those emotions. Because really, it doesn't matter if you feel the intense emotions. If you feel these intense feelings, that's it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, okay? It doesn't mean you're flawed or you're broken. It just means that this is what you deal with. This is your life. So it's just important to find ways that you can channel this energy into a positive direction, into a healing direction. There are other creative stuff you can do. Like if you're angry at one person and you want to release them, like I've done this with a few exes of mine. I get, I've, I'm like, I'm angry at them and I want to release them. So what I will do is I write their name on a piece of paper and I burn it, you know, things like that. You write them a letter and then you burn it and you watch it burn and you feel that anger and then you let it go. You let it go. And that is really the key. That is really the key to dealing with intense feelings is just allowing yourself to let them go. But I am all about feeling your feelings. I will always be an advocate for feeling your feelings. I think it is easy to repress. It's easy to mask our sadness using drugs, using alcohol, using negative coping mechanisms. It's easy to do that. But what's really important is to allow yourself to feel those things. And what gets tricky is, well, it's like, well, Sky, you know, if it's just my bipolar disorder, why do I have to feel it? You know, and I get that. I kind of get that argument. But it's your experience. And it's important to 
understand it. And while you can separate yourself from it, it's important to still allow yourself to feel it, especially if this anger is justified. There are a lot of reasons, like I said earlier, there's a lot of reasons to be angry right now. There are a lot of reasons to feel that anger in your heart, to feel that, you know, that that rage. And so really ask yourself, why am I feeling upset? Because it could be your mood disorder, but it could also just be that, you know, it's 2021. We're still in a pandemic. We can't go see our loved ones. We can't hug our grandmas, you know. We can't travel. It could be that. You could have a really good reason for being upset. And so this is why it's important to identify. Identify what is your mood disorder and what is your real feelings. This is what is such a tricky balance with bipolar disorder. It feels like you're walking on a tightrope. A lot of times when I'm hypomanic and I'm happy, I worry, oh no, am I going to become manic? Is this just, is this just mania or am I really happy? This is a question that I constantly struggle with. I'm constantly asking myself this, you know, what is, what is genuine in this, in this circus of my emotions? What is real and what is the disorder? And these are questions you have to ask yourself. And this is why I am highly encouraging you to Take that time and identify your triggers. Try to understand what is making you feel these certain things and maybe what time of the day you're feeling this rage and try to identify if this is your mood disorder or if it's your real feelings because it's important to separate yourself from your mood disorder. But if you're feeling rage for a real reason, it's important to feel that, to honor that, to acknowledge it and to release it. That is one thing I've found after being in therapy for a few years is just the acknowledgement of your emotions is so essential. Becoming aware. I think for a lot of people, it's so easy, especially if you're someone who represses, you know, I've been that person where I just repress and repress and repress, especially with my anger. And if you know anything about astrology, my Mars is in Scorpio, okay? So that's like really internal implosions of anger inside and So what I try to do is now I try to express myself and speak up and speak my truth and be honest with myself and be vulnerable with myself because the crazy thing is sometimes it's hard to feel our own feelings. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild that sometimes we have trouble feeling our own emotions? I know if you're an empath, sometimes you can pick up the emotions of other people and you can take on things that aren't necessarily your own. And so today I wanted to share with you a little exercise that you can do at the beginning of your day. This is not a guided meditation, but you can use this as a part of your meditation practice. And this is just something that kind of helps me mentally shield myself from other people's emotions, from negativity, from negative energy, and from, yeah, just negative energy. So what I do whenever I wake up And I don't do this every day. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some spiritual guru and every day I meditate because I have a hard time staying on that schedule, but I try. You know, I try. So I wake up in the morning and I sit on my meditation pillow in front of my altar. You don't need any of this stuff to do that, FYI. Just find a comfortable place to sit, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, just center yourself, and then start to visualize that there's a beautiful, whatever color you want. I do white or turquoise usually. 
I imagine that there's a beautiful turquoise light shining out of me and it is it's surrounding me in this beautiful protective prism and I'm sitting in this prism and I just kind of meditate on that energy for a few moments, on that image for a few moments and I allow myself to feel that protection and I just say, I am protected, I am protected from whatever it may be, you know? And so I encourage you to learn about these different exercises because even though... I know some of you are going to be like, oh, that's not real. Like, that's not a real protection. I get it. I get it. I can I can understand the skepticism. But for people who just need that extra help from themselves, these activities can be really helpful in just shielding you from the unwanted emotions, especially if you're dealing with emotions of other people. If you're an absorbent energy kind of person, then it can be really helpful to practice these shielding exercises. And so... That is one thing I wanted to share with you today. And with the rage, with the rage, it's just really important to find your triggers and help yourself in those moments. Help yourself in those moments and find a healthy way to let that out. And if it is your real feelings, if you're dealing with something really tough that has given you this rage, if you've, I mean, who hasn't had a hard life? Hello? We've all had a hard life. We've all had something bad happen to us in childhood that's still affecting us today. We've all had issues with our mothers, okay? So if you're dealing with those kind of childhood wounds, if you're dealing with that inner rage that maybe something, maybe you're angry at someone in your life, really try to understand where it's coming from. And understand when it hits you that you can do something with it. You can channel that into something that's positive, that's going to help you in the future. I always encourage people, you know, use use your intense feelings to start a business. Try to find some way to monetize these emotions that people would call negative. And what I want to say, in my TikTok, in one of my TikToks that I made earlier today about what I was going to speak about today about this rage. I mentioned the term negative emotions and I don't know if I really stand by that term at this point. I think there are negative emotions. They cause us to feel negative things, but I don't want to label any emotions as negative or positive just because, or I mean positive is fine, (laughs) not negative because you can always learn something. Your emotions are always trying to tell you something. They're trying to tell you something, especially if these feelings are not because of your mood disorder, if they're just because of something that happened, some trigger that causes you to feel this way. Your emotions are letting you know something is going on. So just take the time to really listen to your emotions, really listen to yourself, and really find what methods work for you. I know exercise is one of the best for rage. I'm just going to be honest with you. I know it's hard to find time to exercise. I've been struggling because where I live, it's freaking cold and icy right now. And I usually like to ride my bike and go on walks and go on a jog outside. But the road is too slippery. And I already fell on my ass during the weekend. So I really don't feel like having that happen again. But exercise can be really helpful when you deal with that rage and I'm when I when I think of exercise I'm thinking like do some kickboxing find a bag and punch it dude because it can be really helpful just to get that aggression out and one thing I want to say 
just because you have rage, this does not make you a bad person, okay? You're not a bad person. You're not some evil, negative, like, violent person just because you deal with rage. It is a totally normal thing to feel and you deserve to feel it, okay? If you are angry, let yourself be angry. I think, like I said earlier, it's so easy to turn to drugs and alcohol when we're feeling these negative feelings, quote unquote negative. But one of the best things you can do is let it out, acknowledge it, mess with it, become friends with it, let it be your teacher. That is one of the things I've had to learn with my moods. It's like, these are my teachers. My moods are my teachers. They're they're teaching me how to handle life and how to handle my disorder. I have to listen to them. I have to acknowledge them. I have to speak with them and I have to release them. And so it can be really, there's so many creative things you can do. You can find so many different ways. I'm just going to think of one off the top of my head, like even writing a letter to your anger. (laughs) Dear Rage, this is how you make me feel. You know, writing a letter, make friends with these emotions, become close with them and kind of understand them, get to know them. This is really important if you are dealing with a mood disorder. And I wanted to mention something about depression. I know I was speaking earlier about panic and how when you're having a panic attack, and this can apply to rage too, like I said, when you're having a panic attack, you just have to say, you know what, this is my panic. This is my anxiety. I'm just going to keep going. It's kind of the same thing with depression as well, because a lot of times depression is just this, it's like a defense mechanism. I was reading, I can't really get into it too much because I don't have the article in front of me, but I read an article about how depression is like a a flight or fight response. It's like a defense mechanism to help us from getting emotionally wounded during times of stress. So this article spoke about how people who had been through adverse childhood experiences, they would go into depression because they were protecting themselves. Their brain was protecting them from getting hurt. It's a survival mechanism. So when you can look at, I don't know how that necessarily applies to mania, but when you can look at this, at your moods, at your mental illness through that light, like this is how your brain is surviving right now, I think it can be a little helpful, especially with depression. If you, because we get so down with depression, we feel like, oh, it's the end of the world. We get in these negative thought loops and it's hard to get out. But what's really important is to just recognize, hey, man, that's my depression. That's my depression talking. That's my depression making me feel this way. And I really don't need to worry about it right now. (laughs) I really don't need to stress too much. I think one thing for me that I've realized I do is I tend to overly identify with my emotions. A lot of times I will, I kind of think of myself in terms of feelings. I don't know how to describe this. I define myself by my emotions. That's the right way to say it. Just because I've always been this emotional person, I've always had such intense feelings that when I don't feel them, I'm like concerned. I'm like, oh no, I wasn't, I didn't have an anxiety attack today. Oh no. Like, oh no, I wasn't full of rage today. Is something wrong? And I kind of define myself by these emotions. And so what I've had to learn is that feelings, they're just feelings, you know, it's not your whole world. It doesn't mean you're doomed forever if you feel something negative right now. If you feel anxious sometimes, it doesn't mean you're always going to feel anxious all the time. This is just something you have to learn and you have to go through as you grow, as you mature. And I've looked at my analytics 
Y'all are mostly ladies 18 to 22, okay? 18 to 22 ladies, I see you. I'm here for you. Thank you for supporting the show. But I want you I want you young men and women and everybody in between to take time and even if you don't have bipolar, dude, this podcast is about mental health, okay? It's so important to just realize that you're only human and you're going to feel certain negative things sometimes, that doesn't mean your life is over, okay? If you've gotten a diagnosis that makes you sad, that doesn't mean your life is over. If you don't know what to do, that doesn't mean your life is over. If you're worried about the pandemic, our lives are not over, okay? Don't worry. We're going to keep going. The human race will continue. It's going to be okay. I just want to say these encouraging things because I was feeling really low a few weeks ago and I was getting in that, you know, funk where it's like everything is negative. I'm never going to get to travel. I'm never going to live my dreams. It's like, oh, shut up. And one thing I wanted to say about the thought loops, I have an episode about thought loops. Scroll back and you'll find it. I don't know the exact number. But with the thought loops, the negative thought loops, the negative thinking, I think one of the keys that's been essential for me is just kind of learning not to take things so seriously. Now, I, you know, I say this with caution. I say this with caution because obviously if you have been diagnosed with something, you need to take that pretty seriously and realize that it is going to affect your life in a major way. But just don't define yourself by it. That's what I'm trying to say. It can be so easy to, especially, I mean, look at me, look what I'm doing. I've made a whole podcast about my experience with bipolar disorder. People probably think of me as like, oh, that bitch with bipolar. And I mean, yeah, that's true to a certain extent, but that's not all of who I am. You know, I do other things. I like, I like to write. I like to sing. I have a whole personality besides my mental illness, okay? So what I want you to do, what I want you to practice is practice not defining yourself by your mental health issues. This is something, and I, ugh, I go on Instagram, it's like, and I know, I know, I have a podcast about mental health. I know I'm doing hashtag bipolar awareness. I'm aware, I'm aware. But what I'm saying, it's not cute to have depression. I'm just tired because mental illness is like super trendy right now. It's like really hip, like, oh, you're like, you're super anxious, quirky, cute, ha. Huh? no. It's not fucking funny. It's not cute. It's anxiety, okay? Depression is not cute. It doesn't make you have a personality. I see these influencers and they're like putting the definition of anxiety on their hoodies and selling it. It's like, dude, what? 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 It's not cute that you have anxiety, okay? That's a real issue that you deal with that makes you feel pretty bad. It's not something you put on a hoodie and sell for $50, okay? It just makes me mad. And I know that's an old reference. I know that was a long time ago. But I just think it's important to be aware of all of this. You know, people want to be depressed because they think it's cute. They think it's trendy. They think it's like something, oh, it makes me quirky and unique. I don't care. Nobody is unique, okay? We're, (laughs) nobody is unique. Nobody's special. We're all the same. And we all deal with hard shit. Even if you don't have a mental illness, you're probably still dealing with something difficult. Okay, so I just want people to not take it so seriously and don't define yourself by these labels. I think labels and in today's society, I could do a whole episode on labels. 
I just am not a fan of how we have to label every single thing, like every like, ugh, it's just too much. I don't want to get into it too much because this podcast isn't about that, but I just think it can be a little toxic to label yourself to death. That's why I don't like calling myself an empath. That's why I don't like mentioning, oh yeah, I have ADHD, bipolar, depression, anxiety. It's like, oh my gosh, I have tendencies to be like OCD. It's like, shut up. Nobody cares. What are you doing to help other people? And so I want to end this episode with a call, with a suggestion. I think we can get really focused on ourselves. We can get really focused on ourselves. I know this because I'm a spiritual person. I see this so much in the spiritual community. It's all about me. It's all about me, the inner work. None of these people are doing anything to help others. So I want you to look at yourself today and say, what can I do to help someone today? What can I do to make somebody else's day better? What can I do to think about others for a second today? Because this is where the real joy of being a human lies in helping other people. If there's anything you can do today for someone else, do it and notice how happy it makes you feel. That is where true joy lives in helping and serving others. So we could spend all day speaking about our problems and internalizing our issues and analyzing our issues and defining ourselves by our bipolar and depression and mania. We could do that all day. Okay, everybody else is doing that already. Let's be different. Let's make a difference and let's help somebody else. Let's get the focus off of ourselves. And this is what I really wanted to bring it home at the end of this episode. I really wanted to say, like, you have to spend time thinking about other people. And when you take time to serve others in any way, and when I say serve others, I don't mean you have to go out there and wash some homeless people's feet, even though that would be really sweet of you, but it's a pandemic that might not be smart. What I'm saying is just find a way to be kind to someone today. Find a way to do something for someone else just because, just to be kind, just to make their day a little easier. Just try to be a good person. And I promise you, thinking outside of yourself, stepping outside of the of your little world that you create with your ego. And I'm I'm speaking to myself here, people. I'm not I'm not yelling at y'all. I know this is a worldwide issue, including me, okay? But one thing I had to learn is that I could spend all day analyzing myself and trying to fix myself and working on myself and improving myself, but how is that really helping others? At what point do we accept ourselves and make the world a better place? And that is where I want to leave it today, you all. I really enjoyed this episode. I went off the notes today, and I think it's more fun when I do that, so I'm probably going to do that in the future. I will be on TikTok this week, next week, the next week, the rest of the year. As long as that app is around, I'm going to be on it because the algorithm is beautiful, baby. So if you want to find me on TikTok, I am Sky Menhart on TikTok. And I will be on there just giving extra tips, giving bonus content from you guys. I am also on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. Give me a follow, y'all. Give me a follow support the show. If you have liked what you heard today, if you're a new listener from TikTok, hello, beautiful, hello, maniac. Welcome, welcome. Please leave me a rating, leave me a review, share this with your friends, families, and people you hate. And please 
send me a message. If you have any questions, if you have a concern, if you want some free advice, my DMs are open. You can find me on Instagram, sky.menhart. You can find me on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast. My DMs are open. My email is open. My email is manicstateofmindpodcast at gmail.com. I'm really trying to get a relationship with my audience and I would love to answer your questions on air. <laughs> on air. <laughs> um, so anyway, I am open. Please hit me up if you have any questions, concerns, or anything you want to ch- you want to chat about. And just remember, I'm not going to put your DMs in the show unless you say that's okay, okay? Just to be clear. We're not we're not about that. We respect each other's privacy, okay? So anyway, find me on Instagram, leave me a rating, leave me a review share this. We are going to be on YouTube soon, my podcast. It will be on YouTube soon, at least the audio at the beginning. My goal is to have a whole filming set up, show my, me, myself recording these episodes. That's my goal. I'm working on it right now. I'm getting the materials. I'm getting the, 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 the tools, okay? So, be on the lookout. We are growing. We are growing, and thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week.